This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, where me and my friends attempt to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works. We'll choose various characters and all suggest actors to play those parts. We'll then discuss, argue and possibly murder each other until a decision is made. At the end of each recording, we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account, at Fantasy Reboot. You can email us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. If you're not already liking and subscribing, please do give us a five-star rating. We love that. On with the show. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of Fantasy Reboot Podcast with me, Simon, with Laura. Hello. With Leo. Hello. And for the first time ever, down the line due to his dirty COVID shenanigans, rabid Roger. <coughs> Hello. There he is, look. <laughs> this is weird, isn't it? This feels like 2020, this. We've not had to do this, have we? No. Not, not yet. No. It's very strange, isn't it? Um, but And we've not been in a room together for... I don't think we've recorded one for over a month now, have we? It feels like a yeah. long time. It feels strange to be back in it, doesn't it? Yeah. we had. I was kind of happy that we weren't doing it anymore, but anyway, that's my problem. <laughs> uh, let's move on then. Uh, so episode 11, we have got our third Christmas spe- special coming up today, which is going to be Home Alone. Yes. Fantastic episode. Such a special film. Mm, it's, it's, it's great. But first, we've got the public results for last week's Christmas special, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's going to be a bit different today. We're not going to have any callers. Um, we've not been able to get around to do that. We didn't know when we we're going to get time to get into the studio. So um, no callers today, but we do have your results from the vote. So, Laura. Okay. So uh, first character was Uncle Lewis. Originally played by William Hickey. In here, unusually, we had a triple whammy uh, for Leo, Simon and myself. We all went with Danny DeVito. Yes. And Roger, you Good did call. you pick, who did Roger pick for this one? Jeffrey Tambor. Ah, yeah, from Arrested Development. Which yeah, I think is a good... Uh, no, I love him, I love him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. I, I, not that I don't love DeVito. I think either could have done it. The public gave Jeffrey 45%. Danny DeVito won with 55%. Ooh. Pretty good, pretty That's good. That's close. Yeah, so Roger's in last place he, there. Well, he's still on zero. <laughs> let's not let's not but skip the fact As usual. That, yeah, as usual, Roger is on zero, and we're all on one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No. That should be a third of a point. No. When we come back for season two, I've got, you can't I've change got a the big rules. rule change I want to no. do. No, season two, season two. <laughs> All right, next character. Uh, up next, we had Aunt Bethany, originally played by Mae Questel. Um, it was her last film, I think. Um, some good suggestions in here. Leo went with Julie Waters. Roger with the very old Betty White. Mm. Uh, Simon, you went with Liza Minnelli, and I went with June Squibb. Now, we recorded it about a no. month ago. It only went out last week, National Lampoon. But uh, Betty White yeah. watched Roger because... You basically all voted against her because you were worried she wouldn't be alive. She could have done it by seven days. And I will continue this count every single time we do a podcast until, unfortunately, Betty White's no longer with us. So you've <laughs> robbed the internet of their favourite superstar simply because you didn't have faith in nature. And that's your thing. You're going to... Be watching if Betty White's still alive, and then you're gonna announce with greater pomp. Betty White, watch. She's dead. Yeah, that's your thing. Is that your <laughs> new, new Year's resolution for 2021? Hundred percent. Everybody needs an hobby. <laughs> so hold on then. So who won in here? Well, it went to a split with um, Leo's Julie Walters and my June Squibb. Right. So we went to the Oracle, and 
she went with Leo's suggestion of Julie Walters. Good stuff. So Leo got the point online. The public vote, I can't believe it. They went with Roger's vote. <laughs> see? Yeah. And nice. they, see, me and the public were on a wavelength. That's the thing. <laughs> they knew who suggested that. I think Roger might have his highest ever score as well. But this is because Betty, White, Betty White's in, internet famous. Uh, yes, she. I knew her before the internet, of course, and I love the Golden Girls, but that's why she's famous. I mean, it's Hold like... On. Roger, she's if you, not famous. She's you, she's ninety eight years old. She's not famous because of the internet. She's no. famous by ninety eight years. Right. Let me and give you an days, example. By the way, she's talking about by yeah. seven days. If if you want to get points on the board, Roger, why not just suggest Rick Astley for every part? Because the internet loves him. Whatever the part is, just suggest Rick Astley, and then you'll win every single vote online every week on Twitter because the internet loves Rick Astley. He was famous before. No, I agree. And they've just I'm looked at that, that picture. Down. They recognise her and they've not thought, oh, hold on a minute. She's 98 years what? old. Nah, she's not they've bad. not thought about it. She, she might die. Much. Tell me another one of the Golden Girls. I didn't know she was from the Golden Girls. Exactly. You I've know her from her the internet. Stuff. No, I, I, I've <laughs> never seen her on the internet. <laughs> where, That's Betty White. Where is, where is she on the internet? She, Betty White is internet Exactly. Famous. Yeah, yeah, Leo's not, what, what not web- Googling Betty White. That's not... Where, what websites is, is Betty White on? What memes? Plenty of deep fakes, mate. Plenty yeah. of deep fakes. <laughs> Only fans is the one I watch her on. I tend to watch her <laughs> a lot. Anyway, um, so go on. So, Roger, you got 41%, which I think is Roger's highest ever percentage. Highest ever win, but yeah. my highest ever loss is 45, which I've just had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's been a good week for me so far. Uh, and then Liza and Julie Walters got 23%. Not bad. And then I just think they just didn't recognise June Swib. Um, and she only got 13%. That's fair enough. Like, if I'd not seen that terrible Adam Sandler film that I'd written, yeah. I wouldn't know she was without a Google. I, I didn't know, know she was when when you suggested her, Laura. Sadly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Betty White, I don't even need... Be- my my Google, before I start typing it, it suggests Betty White for everything. But just the letter <laughs> but. As soon as your finger hovers over the letter B. <laughs> it's not even then. As I open my laptop up, it says, do you want to look at Betty White? I, it just assumes everybody is looking at her. <laughs> All right, so... so- so uh, that's a moral victory for me. Once yep. again, the public oh, and me, we're just like that. We're a total wavelength. It's a win. Yeah, we're all on a point now. Go on. Okay, next was Cousin Well, technically Eddie. you're on the third of a point, but I'm oh. on a point. Here we go. He's, he seems <laughs> like, because he's not actually in the room, he seems to have become a bit more cheeky, I think. He's not, because he's been on lockdown, he's on quarantine, isn't he? so he's not seen anybody. Look at him there. I'm so excited to see <laughs> you. <laughs> His little rebel sides come out yeah. today, I think. And you notice we can't see... Cowardly lion. We can only see him from shoulders up. God knows what he's doing below camera there. So you, th- you think so he's, he's got excited. no pants on? <laughs> well, he's on Betty White only fans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. So, OK, so next character. Cousin Eddie. Cousin uh, Eddie. Originally played by Randy Quaid. In here, Leo and Roger were in one direction and you and I, Simon, were in another direction. Leo went with Jack Black and Roger went with um, Jason Segal. Simon, you went with Johnny Knoxville and I said Woody Harrelson. I had yeah. a Jack Black realisation this morning. I, what, he was in the holiday. We were watching the holiday for a bit of Christmas vibe. Oh, I watched that last night. Isn't it shit? It's not the best. <laughs> I, I, I only seen it once before. I don't think I saw it at the pictures, but I thought I'll watch it because it's a Christmas film many years ago. 
And yeah. I came back to it thinking, oh, this is quite good. I don't know why we've not watched it for so long. Everybody in it is at their worst. Kate Winslet is totally miscast. To me, Cameron Diaz were like a 1990s shooting star who seemed better than she actually is because I think she's terrible. Yeah. I genuinely, yep. and I, I hate saying that because I did used to, I used to rate her and I think she's terrible now. And Jack... Oh, I love the mask and something about Mary. It's, that, she's really good. She's good well, in she that, actually. For a moment. But then I'm scared to watch them again because I hold there's something about Mary in a special place and I just wonder if I watch it again, I'll think, oh, God. You know? we, we revisited it this year and she's all right. It holds up. But, but the holiday, it's got all the elements. It should be spot on. Beautiful locations. Yeah. Great cast. And it's even the old guy. Oh, man, I've forgotten his name. Eli Wallach. Where it's quite... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's meta about rom-coms. And you think, oh, this is going to be perfect. And it's absolute toilet. Isn't it bad? It's just another... Christmas toilet. Yeah, Christmas romantic cheese, though, isn't it? It's... Yeah, but it's not... It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's as bad as these Netflix ones that we've been watching lately, like the Prince Swap or whatever they're called. It's, it's mm. just not got the chops to be one of the classic Christmas films. Yeah. And even classic Christmas films can be bad. You know, you can watch a Christmas film and it's not that good, but you give it a few bonus stars for being a Christmas film. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was so disappointed with it. And I felt, yeah, as I said, I thought, and Jude Law had a real realisation last night, Roger. Jude Law is a young Phil Collins. Right? Uh, no. Now, Laura was not having right. it, as you can hear. And I, so instantly, I searched young Phil Collins, right, on Google. <laughs> a, a few pictures of Betty White came up, but I scrolled past them. <laughs> and uh, get this, if you search young Phil Collins, the fifth picture is Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jude Law to me is good looking. Yeah, Phil Collins had a cheat. He was a good looking oh, guy when he was my younger. He's not now. He looks like a bloody sprout now, a pink sprout. But he, <laughs> he was. Uh, so here's another thing. I searched Phil Collins lookalike, and loads of articles come up about him and Jude Law looking like each other. So really, it is a, it is a thing. It's you a know. thing. But I realised that. But again, he's terrible in it. But then I think Jude Law is. He's on the, I'm on the no, fence not. about him. Um, he's in a lot of good films and, and he's the weakest in it at times. Yeah, I think he is quite weak at acting, but I think he he gets where he is because of his looks and because of his British charm, I think. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, Jack, Jack Black. Black. I got into it because of Jack Black. <laughs> I hate seeing him on screen now. I've gone right off him. I, I've done a flip You've on him. You've said this a few times, actually. And I, I really used to like him. I loved him in High Fidelity, but I'm scared to watch that again because I think if I watch it again... Because he's doing that Jack Black thing in it quite a bit in record shop. It might put me off him even more. He doesn't do much for me. Uh, I just, I can take him or leave him. I'd like to see him do serious, a bit more serious. You know, like he did at the end of that film, Leo, what was it called the other day that we watched? Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. His, his bit at the end of that were beautiful. But yeah, anyway, so, um, but he won, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, the Oracle went yeah. with Jack Black. And the public agreed, Leo. I'm a Jack Black. Yeah. He got 39%. Woody got second with 31%. So actually it was quite close between him and Jack Black. Johnny Knoxville was in third with 26%. And back where he should be Roger. in the rear was uh, <laughs> Roger with 4%. It was probably Roger's uh, own vote again. An opportunity missed. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Can I say... 
I watched, because um, oh, I don't like Johnny Knoxville. And <gasps> so I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt and I watched Action Point and it proved to me why the years later, since I didn't like what he did in Jack, Jackass, he's just got worse. I think that, you that think he's, did awful. you suggest him as what, quite what, cool? What was the film? The theme park one. So Action oh, Point. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, he's not the greatest. Oh, actor, he, I don't he's think. he's terrible. He's terrible. He's, no, you can't say what he does well, in Jackass like, everyone... is terrible. <laughs> what he yeah, does no, in no, Jackass is every... amazing. <laughs> no, it's it's just physically good. Like I don't think he's worth a film career. And like yeah. the problem is as well, all all of his posse. He's only as good as his posse. And all of his posse over the years, obviously we've lost a few people, and a lot of them have retired. Steve O is now doing stand up. The only person that's still doing it with him is Party Boy. And he's had to surround himself with another group of cronies yeah. who are just terrible. Like, I just, that film just proved to me that he's not worth the movie career that he's now got. And is it Dirty Grandpa or Bad Grandpa he's in? Dirty Grandpa. Dirty One of them's Robert De Niro. Yeah, yep. Dirty Grandpa. That's yeah, this, horrendous. Basically, what they're doing there is stretching out what was a sketching jackass with Spike Jones, which worked as a sketch, as a funny sketch. Stretching it out to 90 as minutes, a, two hours. Yeah. It's not as um, a hidden camera sketch. Yeah, I think I think yeah. when Jackass was at his peak, Johnny Knoxville was super cool. Oh, he was. I and I loved him. No, I, just I do just because I think just because of his looks, but I don't think he's very good in movies. No, no, no. He's not a great actor. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, and then um, the problem with Jackass now is that fail clips on all the social media are way way funnier because they're real life. So it's kind of like he's had his moment now. Yeah. yeah. All right, leave him alone, Rog. He didn't win. He didn't win. <laughs> Kick a man while no, he's neither, down. Neither of us did. I, I still wish we're we arguing over third place. <laughs> <laughs> Next up was Ellen, the wife and mum, originally played by Beverly D'Angelo. Now, on the podcast last week, um, we were dreading it coming out because there was a 45-minute argument between me and Laura <laughs> about this role. And then when I listened back on the podcast before it went up online... That was two sentences long. You, you really dropped the hatchet on that one, Rog. <laughs> I was looking forward to the <laughs> argument and it's all gone. Oh, I wasn't. You were a nightmare after that. For the rest of the podcast, you were in such a hump. Yeah. Well, I won dinner. Oh, you got your way, I think. Um, it's not getting oh, no, your you, way. No, you didn't actually. No, you didn't. You Did didn't. I not? No, you didn't. I think. Did you hear me, Paul, or not? Well, it was. I oh, think I from think the point where you didn't get Liza Minnelli, that made you mad. Then you didn't get Johnny Knoxville. Oh, no, I'm always passionate. Look, that I'm made you passionate. mad. And then, then we had the row. <laughs> I think it went down to the Oracle again. Yeah, it did. Because Simon, you went with Amy Poehler. Leo, you had Christine Wig, uh, Roger, Leslie Mann, and I had Julie Bowen. It went to Amy Poehler and Christine Wig. Okay. So it was 2-2. Two, two. And the Oracle went with Christine Wig, not Amy Poehler. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Do you know what she said? <laughs> I can't stand Amy Poehler. She gets on my nerves. What's that saying about <laughs> there you go. apples? Apples not falling far from tree. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and Leo, at this point, you were on four points. So you'd won every round. And yeah, Simon, you were in a hump. And the public went with... Amy Polar, <laughs> 46%. Does that make you feel any better? I've said this in previous podcasts. The public either go on knowing her or go on the photograph where she looks exactly like yeah. her. They're not going she on does, my yeah. impassioned argument. They've but, not heard my argument at the point of voting because we put it on so it's unbiased. 
they don't get to hear the passion. If they listen to the podcast, then voted, I'd win every vote. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not because I'm right, because I'm sympathy. Roger was in second place with Leslie Mann for 25%. Uh, Julie Bowen, again. my choice, got 16%. And I'm really surprised. Christine Wig, who we, who we went for, was last with 13%. And, I, and she's quite well known, isn't she? She was the main one in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, like and bridesmaids. That's so. what I mean. If you saw a picture of her, even if you didn't know her name, it's amazing who people don't know and they don't know. And this is something we suffer from on this podcast a little bit. Is people say, "Oh, you, I don't know half the names you're saying." I don't think people have got the recall. We're all big film fans in here, and even we don't know half the people we say. We always have to hold yeah. a picture up to each other. You don't have the instant yeah. recall, and I just wonder if it's that sort of thing. And Maybe. she's very famous in America. She, you know, she's a big name on Saturday Night Live, but. She's becoming a bigger name in movies, but I just don't think she, people have that instant recall on her, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so final character was Clark Griswold, obviously, played by Chevy Chase. Leo was trying to get his fifth. Yeah. You went with Jason Bateman. and oh, yeah. yeah. Roger Jason Sudeikis. 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 Yeah. Uh, Simon Steve Carell, and I went with Steve Coogan. So two Jasons and two Steves. We had quite a strong vote, I think, and we were pretty happy, if I remember rightly, with Steve Carell. Like them all, but I think that's pretty solid. I kind of a combination of a lot of different characters he's played. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. I I think he'd be great at it. When we talk about rebooting films, many of these films we often off-air say we wouldn't want to see them actually rebooted. You know, there's films that I don't want to see a mech again. I don't want to see a mech National Lampoon again. But if they said they'd done it with him in it, I'd be so excited to see it. Yeah. yeah. I'd be hoping it weren't a failure at the very least, you know. No, I I, I actually think Steve Carell's better than my own choice on that occasion. Like, I think... I feel like you're setting me up for a fall here. I feel like everyone's going, yeah, Steve Carell, Steve Carell, because you've got some <laughs> bad news for me. <laughs> Please let it be Steve Coogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't win. What? He didn't win? They've gone with Roger again. Jason... Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Well, why doesn't he spell it like that? Right, Jason, and that's one I need to obviously... He does. Have you typed it in as Sudoku it's not or spelled, You spelled on, it wrong. On, on the Twitter, it's S-U-D. Sud. Sudeikis. Sudeikis. So where does it say Sudeikis? Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't, does it? It's because it's like, it's like, it's like Sudoku. How do you say Sudoku, really? You don't say Sudoku. Sudoku. Yeah, see, it's like that. It does that to your brain. Everyone says Sudoku, <laughs> see? It's confusing me. All right, dictionary corner. Blame, blame, <laughs> blame the letters. <laughs> right. I'm starting again now. So, I'm the, Roger. I'm the people's champ once again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've won with Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Right, nobody ever vote for him again because you can't say it. Him and that girl out of Moana. Blacklisted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think Roger's ever had two wins on the public vote. It's uh... What a treat for Christmas. Little poorly boy on the video camera oh, there. Yeah. He's got his little <laughs> Christmas wish from Noel Edmonds <laughs> to get two points on the public vote. Well done, Rog. <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased. I think the thing is, I think I said at the time, I see a lot of Chevy Chase in Jason Sudeikis' performance. Mm-hmm. But a modern version. So, yeah, that's why I voted for him. So maybe yeah, that's what the public saw as well. Steve Carell got second. He was close with 33%. What was the winning vote? 38. Oh, there's a couple of votes in it there, isn't there? Jason Bateman was third with 17%. And 
Steve Coogan was last with 12%. And I am actually surprised he even got that because... There you go. That's the I result. I think people love him. People absolutely love him. And we all said in there that he's well-loved in the studio. Yeah. But yeah. And and whilst he could probably do it, it might end up being a different kind of performance. Yeah. When you said him, Laura, I actually had a bit of guilt. For not yeah. picking him. Well, not for not picking him. I never considered picking him, but for thinking I was going to have to A, argue against him and then B, possibly vote against him because I love him so much that I felt guilty. I had a little twinge yeah. of guilt because that's how much I like him. Yeah, I think, but by the end of that, we'd all came, you know, like agreed with why he was wrong for it. So have you got overall results where we're at at the minute then? I do. So for this particular one, it was a point for me, two points for Roger, Leo and Simon. So all three of you got two points. And then current scores in the studio, Roger has 13 points. Simon has overtaken Roger. Yes. (laughs) In the studio? Yes. No way. How's that? 14 points. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Leo with his Oh that really irks me. So good. <laughs> the studio race is now literally between the bottom end is between you two. I know, but for the record, this means he is the worst in the studio and out of the studio. You are the worst. And Leo has caught me up with his four points from You're joking, oh, what, in in studio. Not quite, not quite, but he's at twenty one points now. Yeah. Which is pretty yeah. good. And I'm just in the lead with twenty three points. So mm. so by Christmas we could have a new leader if he has a good week. Oh, I hope not. For a couple of weeks. I've had the lead you've had, pretty you've much had the whole so time. So many good weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah, Leo's had so many good weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you had a and then public, Roger, eight points. Uh Leo What do they know? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. You don't like him again now? No. Uh, Leo, 13 points. I've got 18 points. And then there's no way any of us are catching you with the public vote, Simon. You are way out with 30 votes. Oh, mega. That's huge. Your score, Roger, has just gone up. <laughs> Is it gone up 25% yeah. in one episode? <laughs> 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 yeah. What I a finally comeback. got the hang of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, that's it. That's your results for this one. And uh, a bit different, as I said, no calls today, but we're going to get on with today's Christmas special episode. This is our third Christmas special. You're going to love this. Home Alone is a 1990 Christmas film that became an instant classic. It tells the story of Kevin McAllister, a little boy who accidentally left home alone by his family when they go to Paris. What follows is a battle to survive and to stop himself getting burgled by the wet bandits. He uses remarkable plans and cunning traps. This film is a right Bobby Dazzler. And there you go, there's Betsy Pearl. Thanks, Bets. Um... She's right. It's a right Bobby Dazzler. Such a Bobby Dazzler. Have we all watched it this week? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, a, it's a Christmas must-watch, I think. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get bored of watching it. The yeah. ending chokes me up every time. Oh, it's so good. Mm. I've really struggled this week because I hold this film so dear to my heart that I don't, I don't want to replace the cast. Well, according to Leo, aren't they remaking it? Yep. Yeah. Mm. For Disney+. Plus. Really? And Macaulay Culkin's going to be in it, not as. He could be a robber. I wonder could, could if, they, if they had him as the dad. I mean, we've, we've not gone for the dad today as no. one of our characters, but he's useless. He's yeah, absolutely yeah. useless Very in that wet, film. 
Well, I thought at the end of the film, to be honest, is because they go through that big emotional bit of the mum coming back in. Yeah. You know, and then because it's Hollywood, the family turn up three seconds later as yeah. if that had ever happened. Yeah. And the dad just looks down and goes, oh, there he is. <laughs> and you're like, Funny little yeah. guy. That's it. You left, you went to Paris without him. Like yeah. I'd, be, I'd be crying. Oh, thank God you're still alive. I'm totally. so sorry. Do you know what annoys me about Your knees would buckle when you saw your kid. Mm. The fact that when they do come back, that the house is spotless, there's Christmas decorations are perfect. That annoys me. Well, we said this when we were watching it because it was only a matter of hours before that he'd had the battle. The booby trap battle. Which yeah. took place all over the house, upstairs, downstairs, in the garden, in the driveway, everywhere. Yeah. And yes, yeah, somehow this kid, who like most kids probably needs 10 hours sleep a night, has... Pulled off a better interior design Christmas yeah. than most adults. What's your favourite booby trap in it? The nail on the foot. The nail on the foot is good. It, I like the iron on the face. Also great. I love to see the wobbly rope dropping. Yeah, yeah, And him yeah, just yeah. stood holding the other end like, yeah. what's, this, what's going on? Yeah. I, I, I do he, love he that. Up the, he looks yeah. up the uh, laundry chute. I quite like the tarantula on the face. <laughs> There's a good 20, 30 seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. of teeing yeah. it up. <laughs> I absolutely love it. The, yeah. fa- the face Joe Pesci makes when the blowtorch. Oh, so good. Let's do some Home Alone facts. I'll kick you off. Apparently, Macaulay Culkin still calls Catherine O'Hara mum, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, Great that's, fact. that's cute. Well, apparently, the script was written with Macaulay Culkin in mind, but they still auditioned 100 other kids for the role. Obviously, there's no, there was no other. Including the kid who is mistaken for him in the airport transit. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Macaulay Culkin was terrified of Joe Pesci because Joe Pesci went quite method on set. You wonder how unmethod Joe Pesci ever gets. I think, <laughs> I don't think, is he method or is it's that who he is? the first one he's ever had to step outside of something he's very used to. Didn't he have to change, because he, he, he swears a lot, apparently. And that's why he does that Muttley-style thing, yeah, Rass and Fridge. Fridge. He's, That's where he would swear so, in most of his other films. But they had to keep reminding him that it was a family film, yeah. because yeah. he was going well, he, <laughs> local. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not really into family films, is he? He's no, not no. In, not many. Um, they uh, completely redecorated the interior of that house to make it look more Christmassy. Everything in pretty much every frame of the film, there's red and green. And Christopher Lumbus did that so that it stood the test of time as a Christmas film. He hoped it would yeah. still be watched in 15 years. It's now 30 years later and we're still watching it. And mm-hmm. once you know that fact, you cannot you not it. see red and green yeah. everywhere. The clothes, the walls, the decorations. Yeah. And you, you watch it and you're thinking, they've got wallpaper. Yeah. Who puts Christmas wallpaper? Yeah. It yeah. is a bit mad when yeah. you watch, when you watch it, by, but it is beautiful. Yeah. But I think that's what made me buy Christmas bedding as well. I film. love Christmas bedding. Could, could your bedding have gone in a Home Alone scene? I reckon it could. Oh, cool. I reckon it could. John Candy only spent a day filming. And they sold it on the fact that John Candy was in it. They were slightly worried about it. And if you look at the trailers and the promo videos for it, John Candy is like top billing. He improvised every line. Him and Catherine O'Hara, every line they did together was improvised. He worked for 23 hours. Amazing. And they paid him guild rates. So he he didn't get John Candy money. He did it as a favour to the directors and got a flat rate for a day's work, which is great. He's so good, though, isn't he? Oh, Oh, that... Polka, polka, I love it. (laughs) The whole Gus Polinski. (laughs) It's so good. When she's queuing up for the car just before John Candy speaks to her, the rental car, there's an actor stood directly behind her who looks like Elvis Presley with a beard. This is 13 years after Elvis died. Right. 
And there's a huge conspiracy theory on the internet that it actually is Elvis Presley. And he does look like it. Really? Uh, I, I mean, he's it. not got like a rhinestone suit on and a peanut butter <laughs> and banana sandwich. <laughs> but, he, but he looks like what Elvis may have looked like if it had stayed alive. Is Elvis dead? Well, that's the rumour. But the actor who played him died a few years ago now, but the, his right. family came out and said, no, he's... He's not Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Elvis. Uh, the line, do you want to give up or are you thirsty for more... Totally yeah. improvised. Brilliant. So he just came out with that. Brilliant. So Old Man Marley, which is my favourite character in the film, yeah. he, his character wasn't originally in the script, but they felt like it needed a bit more depth and emotion. So, uh, yeah, and they named him Marley as a nod to Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. And the, the redemption scene wasn't in the script, was it, either? Like, no. It's meant, to finish, it's meant to finish with him saying, I was just hanging about, something like that. Yeah, so they added so, all that in. doesn't give you the tears. And it, That's the best part of the film. Yeah. 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 This is something else we didn't know until we watched it this time, after seeing it all these times. At the start of the film, Mar- old man Molly's got a huge bandage on his hand. Then halfway through, he's got a band-aid when he's in the church. And then at the end, and it's about all wounds can heal. Yes. I love that little fact. Isn't it great? Because yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't have known that. seen this film 50 times, never noticed it. Yeah. I've never noticed either until um, I looked for an Easter egg breakdown on Home Alone that the... Wet bandits drive a plumbing van, which is just a nice little bit of irony. (laughs) I don't know if I noticed this watching it this time around, but apparently early shots of Kevin are shot from above to make him look smaller. Mm. Then towards the end of the film, they shot him from below to make it look like that he was bigger in character. Uh, He also learned to play the piano. They were going to have him playing the piano in the um, silhouette party scene, but they decided that uh, they would get him like pulling the strings of being a puppet because it looked more physically funny. Better choice. And, yeah, definitely a better choice. A great scene as well. Great uh, and scene. one as a kid that you wish you could have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we said that in there. The maps, Macaulay Culkin drew all the maps yeah. himself, which oh, when they came up, they're really good. Yeah. And it, look, right. it looks like an adult has tried to draw like a kid, but it was him that did them. Uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern thought the film was going to be a flop, mm. so totally overacted. They were basically messing about the entire film. Wow. And that's why you've got these... Amazing slapstick performances. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people, John, John Hurd, who played the dad, hated doing the film and made it clear to everyone that he thought it was going to, that he didn't like doing the part, thought it was going to be terrible. On Home Alone 2, he stopped filming while the cameras were rolling and he publicly apologised <gasps> to Chris Columbus. Wow. And, and Chris Columbus, he was in the middle of filming National Lampoons, wasn't he? And then they asked him to do this film, so I think he made the right choice. There's one scene in there where it's blatantly obvious it's a stunt double doing Macaulay Culkin stuff and it's when they do the zip line. Zip line, yeah. yeah. It was a 30-year-old man, <laughs> 30-year-old stunt man who was really short. <laughs> I love that. You, you can, can, totally, you can tell. totally see it's a guy. HDTVs have done no favours for no. stunt men. You, you wouldn't is. get away with having a child as a stunt double though, would you? No, no, that's true. That's true. Um, a couple of stunts as well are filmed in reverse. The van where they nearly hit Kevin... That was filmed in reverse. And he walked backwards. And, and yeah. if you watch it knowing that, you can, see you can tell because he's doing that stompy sort yeah. of walk. And you can uh, also, when Fuller gets pressed up against the um, kitchen wall by his dad's chair, that was filmed in reverse as well. They started with the chair on his face. and they Yeah, because it, it squashes up really yeah. good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's good. He is played by uh, Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Yes, Kieran, who's great in succession. If you, yeah. if not yeah, Kieran's he, really good. He's done really well, actually, yeah, hasn't he? he's more famous than yeah. Macaulay Culkin yeah. now. Robert De Niro turned down the role of uh, Harry. Wow. And he would have been great. I can totally see. And in fact, I actually considered him for... <laughs> <laughs> to, to do it now. Yeah. yeah. Then I thought, oh, he's too old. Soundtrack-wise, 
what a soundtrack. Oh. I mean, first of all, the Christmas songs, yeah. Carol of the Bells, uh, Jingle Bell Rock, it's got some of the best Christmas songs. Yeah, Run Run Rudolph. Yeah, but they got John Williams, yeah. and they couldn't afford John Williams, because you've got to remember, it's hard to think now, but this film was on the shoestring when they made it. And so they got a favour off John Candy to be in it, but then they got John Williams, probably one of Hollywood's greatest ever composers. And they couldn't afford him, but they showed him an early cut of the film, and he loved it. He loved what the film looked like, so Aww. he did it on a favour again. That soundtrack is as important as Macaulay Culkin. Yep, so Christmassy. Yeah. You know the picture of Buzzy's girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Woof! That's actually a boy. <laughs> uh, Christopher it. Columbus didn't want a girl to get basically the mickey taken out of her every Christmas when this was shown, so quite sensibly he picked a, a guy, put her in a wig. And it was the art director's son. Right. Something like that. Right. That would uh, be his claim to fame for the rest of oh, his life, though. I would yeah. have that. I would totally have that. Uh, Joe Pesci, there's a cut scene from it where they got Joe Pesci to do the How Am I Funny from Goodfellas. That would have been so good to leave in if yes. they did a director's cut. Yeah. And they ended up it ended up on cutting room floor, which is oh. such a shame because that is... Gutted. One of the best scenes. It's one of the best scenes in Good... I, I find that scene so hard to watch in Goodfellas. It's It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> the sledge that he, Kevin goes down on the stairs on when he first finds out he's on his own, that sledge is still in Chris Columbus's office, signed by the entire cast. Oh. That's a bit of memorabilia I'd like for Christmas. But that thing of going down the stairs, everybody as a child wanted to do that. Yep. The Playboy magazine that he gets in Buzz's bedroom... And they stapled the pages together so that Kevin didn't get to see any <laughs> ruddy duddies. <laughs> what a shame, no perk for him there. Has anybody else got any others? Just that uh, Christopher Columbus used to cast a lot of his friends and family, so his mum, his daughter, his wife, his nephew, his father-in-law and his driver are all in the film. If you're the boss, why not? Why not? It's nepotism, What's... but why not? <laughs> Do what you want. What's the one room you never see in the film? Um... It's Kevin's bedroom. You oh, never see Kevin's bedroom in the film. Uncle Frank was written for Kelsey Grammer, Frasier. Amazing. From Cheers and Frasier, of course. Ah, yeah. We, he would have been great yeah, at he it. would have, yeah, yeah. He's a good yeah. uh, curmudgeon. Yeah. Highest grossing movie in the States in 1990, but not worldwide. Ghost was the highest ah, grossing ghost. film that year. And I year. think um, Christmas movie... Until The Grinch, it was the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. So it's only recently just lost yeah, yeah. that title. Uh, Buzz got voted the second greatest bully of all time. Didn't actually do that much bullying in it. After Biff. Was Biff the... Yeah, possibly yeah, them. Said that Buzz the and Biff. Yeah. Uh, how many times does the statue get knocked down? Uh, three. Three, yeah. It's four times. It? The <laughs> pizza guy hits it twice, the police oh, hit yes, it. He does. And the airport shuttle bus. Yeah. Hits it as well. And a good one to end on because it's the end of the film. The snow at the end of the film was mashed potato. Yeah. It was flaked mashed potato. Hey, we should try that. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Boxing Day, when we tend to have a lot of mashed potato left over, yeah. that's all we do. Mashed potato snowballs would work. Our dog will be there like, yeah. <laughs> Warm snowballs. All right, once again, a bunch of facts, and it's time to get on with today's first character. Old Man Marley is Heaven's neighbour, who it seems he has conveniently never seen before. Rumours are Old Man Marley is a serial killer, but he's actually just that lonely old man. That's quite right. I, I agree with what Betsy Bell's saying there. You have to suspend belief a little bit, don't you? Because... They're in what seems like a really nice neighbourhood and they're calling the neighbours throughout the film to try and, at the beginning when they're in Paris, 
to say, oh, can you check in on Kevin? But they all seem to be away. Yet next door, there's this old man who is suspected mm. as a serial killer mm. and nobody seems to know who he is. Yeah, there's a couple of bits like that that don't quite add up, but you just forgive it. Well, Robert Blossom, who played the part for the rest of his life, said it was his favourite part because he got recognised for it more than anything he ever did for the rest of his life. Everybody wanted pictures and wanted to know who he was and things like that, which is lovely. I he think. was in The Great Gatsby. He'd done loads. He's yeah. a legit actor. I think it's Roberts. Roberts Blossom. His first name's... Yeah. Is uh, it? I think so. Fantasy reboot. Fact check. The pedant is correct. Marley was played by Roberts Scott Blossom. Potato Potato. End of fact check. Uh, it's an odd name. <laughs> it's just always stuck in my head. Yeah, I like it though. Yeah, yeah. So Leo, who's playing old man Marley in the reboot of Home Alone? I went with uh, David Bradley, the old guy from Harry Potter. Oh, yes. The one with the cat. Yes. He's great. He played Ricky Gervais's dad in Afterlife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Great actor. He's a guy who seems to have flourished in later life and yeah. he's now in everything. It's a fair play yeah. to him. He's so, very good. David Bradley, great suggestion. Roger? Danny Glover. Mm. Good. From Lethal Weapon, of course. Yeah. Never seen it. I've never have seen you not? It. I've never seen any of the Lethal, Lethal Weapon films. Oh, you'd love them. I'm going for Sir Ian McKellen. Laura. Uh, I have gone for James Cromwell. Thank God. I thought you were going to say Tom Cruise. Oh. Do tell. Uh, Do he's tell, in he? The Green Mile. He, is in, he was in uh, Six Feet Under. He's in Succession. He was in Logan's Run. He was the uh, in the Logan's Run film. He was the uh, android. You know him. He's great. Keeps getting arrested yeah, at he's, pr- he's, protests and stuff. He's an activist, which... Yeah, he's great. I think... But he's a really great actor one. and he's a real sympathetic actor, so I can see what he did there. Okay, Leo, David Bradley. Right, so my thinking was, you need a guy who looks scary until he opens his mouth and starts talking to Kevin. And I'd say a couple of them on the list already are like that, but I think David Bradley, he's got that scary old man look to him. He definitely sure. plays it in a lot of films. Yep. And... Um, there is somewhere he gets redemption, and you see that side of him. Yep. I like that. He, yeah, he either plays evil old man or kind, lonely old man, which obviously Marley is when you find out in the church scene. And I just think David Bradley, when he actually played William Hartnell, he comes across as like a sad, old, like lonely guy, which I think he did very well. So he'd, he'd be great at it. He is great. He's yeah. great. Roger, um, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. For me, the older he gets, the the nicer I think he is. And I think that the scary sides of Marley are it's in direction, it's in Biff's story, it's in the music. It's like it's almost a horror bit when you first introduce him and he's sweeping the roads. So that's all performance and, and it's a look cinematography. It's one look and, and And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. Would you think in a new away, one you'd have to flesh that out a bit? Or would it, would I they don't do it think the you same? Do. It's like a horror movie. It's like it's like a monster movie or horror movie you, the first time you see them it's just a glimpse and that's all you need so the nice side of Old Man Marley is what I was looking for more which I think Danny Glover is just like he just looks like a lovely bloke yeah real sweetheart mm. nice great Hollywood face like yep. real, like yeah, has yeah, lived yeah. a life um, he's aged really well he is he has aged really well yeah and it's that redemption that I was I was looking for the redemption rather than the scary bit although I do agree with what you're saying about David Bradley because this time when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's all scene setting and backstory and Christopher yeah. Columbus's direction and the music. It's it's like a horror movie moment that the, the most important bit is the nice Marley. 
But, and I wonder if you watch it as a kid, and like you're saying, the trick of the direction yeah. means that it is very little acting because yeah. Leo said a guy there who's well versed in exactly. scaring, but actually fleshed out. Yeah. With Danny Glover, bit of a nicer guy, I would nicer say. Guy. Probably can do angry, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. And, and Robert's Blossom has got a nice face. Mm. Like that bit in the church, I love his face. But his eyes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, that's, old man that's eyes, performance, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? That's, yeah. Well, yeah. I went through quite a few names for this. I said Martin Sheen. I thought Martin Good. Sheen because he is such a sweet guy. Laura doesn't like him. Oh, no, I don't mean Sheen. to. <gasps> I don't want to name drop. I'm but trying to be nice this week. I'm no, no. Tr- I'm going to try. I'm just remembering Michael Sheen. <laughs> I interviewed Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Did you? And he's been a hero of mine since he did Badlands oh, when, it, when he was young. And we had no time left for the interview. And But he stuck around and gave me extra time. Oh, and. great sung happy birthday to one of our kids because it was her birthday that day. But you didn't pick him? mad. No, because I thought, whilst he was scary in Badlands, he's an old man now and he's quite a sweet old man. Mm. So I went with Sir Ian McKellen. Mega versatile actor. Stage, screen, the lot. Nice. He, he can do it all. But then you think of him, just in Lord of the Rings alone, as Gandalf, and he plays the two things that we're talking about in this film. When he shouts as that wizard and does the look... He is bloody terrifying, but he's so sweet with the little fellas, uh, what are they called? Hobbits. Hobbits and goblins. I don't know what they're called. (laughs) This is one film I actually have seen. But um, he's actually a really sweet guy, and he is a sweet guy anyway, McKellen. But he's got that commanding Shakespearean, if if they put any of that in, like David Bradley, if they needed a bit of that in there, he's got it. But without it, he's such a great actor that I don't think anybody said anybody who's not, but he's very much a... An old man Marley, you know. He's never topped his performance in extras, let's be honest. But that's what I mean. <laughs> that's just so good. James Cromwell. I actually had Robert Duval for ages and ages, and then I thought of James Cromwell. And as we said earlier, he is an activist, and he has been arrested quite a few times. And from that, I actually thought he's a troubled man in real life, and I, I actually can see that in Old Man Marley. Yeah. And I can, I could, I started thinking I could actually imagine Old Man Marley being an activist. You know, like mm. um, defending things that he believes in. No, Father's I could. You're going, no, you're no, I could. going for a bit of a stretch here. No, no, no. I, genuinely, I thought that I, he's he seemed that kind of guy, and I really love Old Man Marley. So I wanted it to be somebody that I thought you could totally believe. And like in Six Feet Under, he plays like quite a calm. He does, but he gets, um, I think he gets dementia in Six Feet Under. And it was a really moving storyline because he's partnered up with Ruth, the mum out of Six yeah. Feet Under. So he does lose his temper a few times and then you get to see that uh, light and shade of him. Yeah. But he's another actor that I, I can remember seeing Logan's running in the 70s and just loving him. He's got a real sympathetic face. He's got, He's got that old man Marley face. I yeah, totally see yeah. what you mean. And I know we don't go on looks, but if he actually looks the most like old man Marley. And I, I, funny when you see his um, mug shots, <laughs> he's got this really old, washed out, washed out face. Yeah. And I, yeah, he's got the eyes. Yeah. Mm. I just, I, I think he'd be brilliant at it. I just, yeah, I think he, I think in real life he's misunderstood. And I think old man Marley is misunderstood and I can Definitely. see him doing it. So there you go. Well, it would be a shame for me not to say one of my catchphrases now. So I will. I love all four actors <laughs> and I would love to see yeah, 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 any totally. one of them totally. get the part. There's nobody on there that I could argue couldn't do it. No. You know no. what I mean? It's not one of them. Yeah. Leo, we'll start with you. I went with uh, Danny Glover. 
Roger. I've gone with James Cromwell. I've gone with David Bradley. I've gone with David Bradley. Oh, well, listen, congratulations to Leo there. I thought you were going to go with James Cromwell. (laughs) I thought I had it then. I genuinely think James Cromwell, for me, probably looks the most like, we don't do it on that, but he looks the most like the old, old man Marley. Yeah. You know, uh, but when Leo said David Bradley, he's so good at looking like a baddie until you get to see him. You know, he just he wouldn't have to act. Yeah, it's a great show. But I, when Roger said it, I was thinking, yes, I've got this. Okay, well, it's a great call for our first character. It's Old Man Marley. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. You can say hello when you see me. You don't have to be afraid. Let's move on to character number two. Kate is Kevin's mum. She spends 95% of this film stressed or upset. She's not the most attentive mother in the world and even sent Kevin to sleep in a sub-zero, uninsulated attic. Yeah, that was one of the facts that I didn't put in because I knew I was going to use it with Betsy Pearl on the voiceover, but when she sends him up to the attic, you see the attic in this film and it's got no insulation. And if you... It's the dead of winter. It's mm, snow. Good point. Chicago, I think it's filmed in it. Yeah. And... He'd die. He would die <laughs> sleeping up there. So, um, I mean, I know that's probably not what you're supposed to dig that deep when you're watching this film. So, oh, my man who wouldn't live next door, Kevin would have died in the roof overnight. There's no film. Let's cancel it. It's not as Christmassy as the actual film, but the wet bandits would kill him, ransack the house, and uh, Bob's your uncle, there's your film. Not shorter. Yeah. I love Catherine O'Hara, the actress. I kind of hated her. And the redemption at the end, I was just a bit like, oh, the police should have been there to arrest them. Yeah, true. Again, plot holes. Just me. Just look past those. <laughs> it's almost like they focus so much on this brilliant film, this brilliantly resourceful little kid and the great caricature baddies and the old man and stuff like that, the characters that we're kind of doing. Their family. I mean, I'd said that Uncle Frank's the best thing, isn't he? He's a real good character. <laughs> we almost should have put him in. The brothers and sisters are loathsome yeah. as well. I mean, it's almost like there's too many of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the like the ticket gets thrown in the bin, and I think it's meant to be chaos, isn't it? So yeah. things like that. Yeah, bigger family, it's more likely yeah. to happen. Yeah. That's probably the only non-plot hole. <laughs> but, but I didn't feel that much sympathy for her. That's true. I, 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 I don't know, same. when I was a kid, and I still struggle a little bit with that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I bear that in mind, as you'll hear with my character. Roger, let's kick off with you. Who are you going for, for the mum, Kate? That my mum will be Tony Collette. I've gone for Jennifer Aniston. I have oh. gone for Jennifer Aniston. Oh, my goodness. I've gone for Elizabeth Moss. I genuinely thought I've got a massive argument, and I've got great arguments for it. No, you wouldn't have needed it because I she was my second. You're joking. And my third was um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah, I've wow. just I've just watched The Invisible Man and I thought, oh hang on, she's good. Elizabeth Moss. I mean, she's she did that TV show in New Zealand, Elizabeth Moss, oh, uh, Top yeah. of the Lake, dark, gritty sort of series, and she so really won me over. And I love her and everything now. What made you pick her? Oh, just in The Invisible Man, she's like stressing out for the entire film, and she has to do like loads of shouting and screaming, which is. Like the, That's the entire part. Yeah. yeah. Screaming, 80% of her character. Crying, 20% of her character. No one's listening to it for the whole film. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. as this. Uh, Rog, yeah. you said Tony I Collette. Which I is, said Tony Collette. What an amazing actress. Brilliant actress. And she's been playing a mum since she was yeah. 
eighteen in nineteen ninety. So she she would she played a mum in Sixth Sense, and since then she's played every single type of mum. Yeah, so she could do hereditary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm hereditary. Thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of ending things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. United States of Tara. She was the mum. Yeah, so, she's very good. Yeah, yeah she definitely like got it. it. But it doesn't matter. Um, well, I went for Jennifer Aniston because the two things she's great at in Friends and in pretty much every film she's been in is being the stress head yeah. and being the upset one. Yeah. I really like, I loved Friends. I was a big uh, Friends fan. I've always thought she was one of the weaker ones in it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. then she did that film Cake, which is a really dark film and she's mm-hmm. so good in that. And she's... And this morning... The morning show. Uh, sorry, yeah. The morning show, Which we've yeah. just uh, went through over the last year. And she's a mum in that as well. She, and she's... Paranoid, hyper, a bit self-obsessed, which I think the mum in Home Alone comes across a little bit. True, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I really struggled with trying to find a woman that I thought was right for this. I, I, And then, you know, when she's on the plane and she's got that blank look on her face where yeah. she's trying to think about what she's forgotten, I saw Rachel from Friends. Yeah, that and when she does the Kevin yeah. lines. Yeah, in and, and yeah. then I thought I couldn't, once I thought of Jennifer Aniston, I couldn't get past it. And she's got the chin. <laughs> She has now, after many years under the knife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have kept the original nose. <laughs> well, that was short and sweet. We've got our mum. First uh, double trouble of the day. Could you see that, Leo? Could you see Jennifer Aniston doing it? Any? I, I don't love Jennifer Aniston, but I think she'd be all right for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but again, I, d- I don't know how you feel about it, but I just didn't love. That's why no, she, I, yeah, she got it for me. The character, I, think, no. I think for just the last 20 years, just been playing like, Side parts to romantic comedies like Adam Sandler films and stuff. Like yeah, that. and I. Uh, but in I, horrible bosses. She's not like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying her acting. Just like she's been playing, like doing the same film. I know what you so mean. So I don't love her acting. She has grown on me because I, I, I wasn't a massive Friends fan. Well, not many of the Friends cast have managed to break away no. from being the Friends cast. Yeah, mm. and you want them to because I liked them all. Mm. But she's actually stepped outside. As yeah. I said, that film Cake is. A she's been the most great. successful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope that film's called Cake because yeah, nobody's saying anything. No, I think uh, yeah, and and it's a really good film. <laughs> I think when she does get a role, I think she can pull it off. Mm. She throws herself into whatever part she's in. I've never seen a lackluster performance from her. She's good. Yeah. However, this role I don't think requires not a lot. The no, deep I'm sure she'd be fine out. So there you go. We've got our mum. It's Jennifer Aniston. Fancy Reboot Podcast. What kind of mother am I? It makes you feel any better. I forgot my reading classes. We're already on to character number three. It's like Christmas. It feels like it's going too fast. And I'm still too nice. We're all still being nice to each other. Well, that's <laughs> going to change. Here's character number three. Harry is the brains of brainless burglary duo, the Wet Bandits. He's a small man with a gold tooth and a very, very short fuse. That he is. Joe Pesci, as we said in the facts, overacting his teeth out on this one, his gold teeth, and uh, <laughs> but did an absolutely brilliant job. I suggested, you don't know about this, Rog, but when we were watching Home Alone the other day, I said, should we do our Harry and Marv together? Because they are essentially a double act. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when we, obviously we're not going to, but it, I was saying like, I tried to put two actors who I thought would really go well it's together. It's a balanced duo. And we've do you know what I mean? Duo. I thought that, but I thought it kind of breaks the rules of what we do. Yeah. But like with Top Gun, when I said Michael yeah, B. Yeah. Jordan and John David Washington, 
I had that thought there of they were a, yeah. they were a kind of a, a double act in that. So so I had that thinking, you know. Yeah, well, I had a double act the whole time when, you know, for weeks I've had a double act for Home Alone. Really? But I have not gone for the double act. Because Laurel and Hardy died a long time ago. Would have been great. <laughs> and it's fantasy, so... And and deck. <laughs> Stop saying names because sooner or later you're going to get to one. <laughs> All right, let's do Harry then. Um, I've gone for... He's been said before, but I've never said him. Sheila LaBeouf. I've gone for Sam Rockwell. I've gone for Reese Shearsmith. I've gone for John Leguizamo. I don't know who he is. He's like a that guy actor. He was, a, he was the one in, in uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. There, there were the little tashes. He, he always plays this sort of Cuban. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got four very random names up there. Real different spread. Mm. It's a great the spread. Ones. And I wonder at what angles we've come at here. So I'll kick you off. Uh, I was thinking with this of the Of Mice and Men comparison. In Of Mice and Men, you've got George, who's the small, wiry brains. And you've got Lenny, big, soft, slow. You know, that's the dynamic. And I think that's the dynamic they put into the original film, which... Kind of doesn't work like that in the end, but you've got angry little Joe Pesci. He thinks he knows everything. And you've got Daniel Stern, who's the big, slow one. Shayla Biff, he's done a load of great roles recently. We've been watching him quite a bit of stuff recently. And he's got that sort of thing about him. He, in Peanut Butter Falcon, he's, he's a bit dicey in that. Mm. You know, he's covered in tattoos and he's never got his shirt on. And he's a wheeler dealer. And there's a bit of something about him. And I just think he's got the... George from Of Mice and Men, little, can come across as a psychopath when he wants to. Mm-hmm. It adds to the humour of the duo in yeah. the fact yeah. that they're so disproportionately yeah. different in size. I mean, you would have to get a very small Kevin because <laughs> he's quite <laughs> small. You know who'd work? Tiny Tom Cruise. Mm. Have you suggested him? <laughs> I guess. Right, so look, there's not much more of an argument I can say for Sheer, but that was my reasoning. Laura, Sam Rockwell, who I did, by the way, consider for the role. Uh... I love Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is an amazing actor. I I think we all love him in here. We've seen all seen him play a bad guy. um, In he's a bad guy in Iron Man. He's a bad guy. The billboards. He Uh, billboards. He's brilliant. I mean, he plays a great bad guy in a film that you've not seen, Laura. I will watch it. I will watch it. (laughs) Which one? Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) Oh yes. Um, But he has also played quite a lot of comedy roles, and he's quite sympathetic in the face I dismissed him because he's too nice no, no, no. Yeah, you say that he's nice, too nice yeah. but then I actually think when Sam Rockwell is playing that baddie he's got quite a, yeah, yeah, yeah. quite an evil face oh, he's good at being he's, a bad guy yeah so I, and but I think you need that bad with the the comedy as well and I think that's what Joe Pesci does so well he, and Sam Rockwell is good enough to be as good as Joe Pesci um he's probably around sort of the right age looking wise but also yeah. Sam Rockwell is still able to be physical because it's quite a physical role as well. Yeah, oh, big time. So, um, yeah, it's got to be somebody that's able to do that. But, yeah, so that's my... I think Sam Rockwell's perfect. It's good. Um, Leo, way left of what we've both... I think ours are similar-ish there. You've gone for the brilliant Reese Shearsmith. <laughs> so for people not in the know... Yeah, inside number nine, uh, League of Gentlemen. Yeah, he was in space. He's, he's done so much. I mean, he's brilliant. I can't. He's done, uh, yeah, what's he called? <laughs> Car share. So good. Yeah, so... Right. He's a good psycho. Oh, Psychoville is something else he's been yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. And uh, 
Well, in Inside Number Nine, they have to play every part imaginable. Yeah. So, and there's an episode where the two of them play robbers, which is essentially like an episode of Home Alone. He's yeah, they're inept robbers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first ones, early yeah. doors. Really? Yeah. Does he need to be? Would he play it American or would he play it English? Yeah, I think he he could. He can do. Every, I think. I don't know if he would need to. I'm just I'm asking. I, I, I think I don't he know. could get away with just being himself. Do yeah. you? As, as oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I as much as I love Reese, I. Don't know if I can he's, see it. No, because he's got that short. Whenever he snaps, he's got like, ah, 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 like uh, shouting about him. Especially when he plays the mum in Psychoville. I can't see him being the the one in charge in oh, the Wet no, I no. can see him being the other one, but not the one in charge. Oh, but when him and Steve Pemberton, he's the horrible little wiry mum, and Steve Pemberton's the big oaf. Yeah, I've done a little bit of murder. <laughs> that really works. He can, oh yeah. no, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's no, no, good no, no. at the side. He can, he can do comedy perfectly as well. So it's he's, he's comedy and psycho at the same time. He is terrifying sometimes. Actually, he's Edward in League of Gentlemen. He's the shop owner. He is terrifying as the shop yeah, owner. Yeah, but I've not seen it. it oh man, it, it's the best. It's, oh, see, I don't think he's played like he's done serious like murder. Like he played like no, a widower. Yeah, but oh, that was what it's called, right? Was he called the widower? That was but really that, good. But that I, I think. What he's, you're he's not talking playing about like there. jokey. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is the characters you're talking about are very, very dark. And I yeah. don't see Joe Pesci as... I totally agree. No, but Joe, Joe Pesci is, is like the same he is in Goodfellas, just with a bit of comedy. He's like Italian but, mobster, but... But he is Re- playing a he's playing a failed. Like, yeah, yeah. Harry isn't a scary bad guy. Yeah, neither is Matt. Of course, Matt. No, but he can do funny bad guy. Like when he's playing the mum, it's like funny bad guy. I know, I know, I know. He, he can, you can't say he can't do it. Cause he's he the most versatile actor on that board. Look, the kind of bad guys you're talking about him playing is not how I see. But he can do everything. No, 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 I read Harry. You're right. I, I, I agree with Laura there. Yeah, and I look. I think he's brilliant. I just it's it's not how I see him. But I think he can do everything because he's a frustrated he bad guy. Because uh, he, he knows he knows he's inept. He wants to be a lot badder than he is. I think everybody said somebody on that board. There's nobody who can't play. You know the angry burglar, but you can't say that Reece Shearsmith couldn't play it. You know he's it's not that I don't think he could. So versatile. I Reese's style is not how I see Harry. That's where I'm at. Well, uh, Rog, you you know how you say it, John Leguizamo. No, I haven't. And like to set where I'm at, as I said at the beginning of the episode, there's some parts I was not comfortable replacing and Joe Pesci's one of them. No, he's too hard. Mm. He's uh, like, he's so good. Nobody does angry like Joe Pesci and in this, the fact that he can't swear makes him more angry in a way. (laughs) So, John Leguizamo, given the fact that he's Cuban, got that Latin influence, when you occasionally see this guy lose it, it's brilliant. It's really threatening, really good and he's also done a lot of comedies. If you look at his body of work, like I've just written some down, He's in The Pest, he's in Ride Along, he's played in Playing With Fire recently, which are all kind of in a comedy sort of way. He's in Tu Wong Fu, and he's in Romeo and Juliet. He plays the... He's good in that. The, 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 exactly, he plays the loathsome mm. brother in Romeo and Juliet, and totally believable, he's brilliant. Yeah. And that's quite a caricature, you know, it's Shakespeare at the end of the day, it's quite a caricature, yeah. modernised. You know, a, a body of work from a guy... I. He's he's one of those those guy actors that when when you didn't recognise who I meant by his name, yeah. I yeah, totally yeah. Uh, you know he's he's one of those guys. And yeah. he showed you a picture, and you're like, oh yeah, he's, he's that guy. He's been yeah. everything. I just think whenever he's on 
screen, you're never sure, is he going to be an angry character? Is he going to be a funny character? And, but then his performance nails it every time. I'd love to see him, mm-hmm. unfortunately, replace Joe Pesci, even though I don't want to replace <laughs> Joe Pesci. See, what you just said about him, I think, sums up Rishi Smith. They're very different, but they've very both, different, yeah. both body of work-wise yeah. played angry burglars, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, but, but Sam Rock- no, no, Sam you- Rockwell is, I'm not going to say Sam Rockwell and everything, but he's the wide boy sort of, he's that guy. It, he's And he's in the uh, Wes Anderson, isn't he a couple of Wes, Wes Anderson films? I'm yep. sure I've seen him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he is, yeah. Uh, he's, he's not for look, me. He's, no, I, no, no, I absolutely no. love him. No, no, I, I, but he isn't one of those actors for me where I feel like, I, I don't know I'm watching Sam Rockwell. I feel like. No, but can you say a part where he's been like, the nasty like bad guy that you're talking about and because he if you if you said him for Marv I, I, I would 100% pick him well you see I had him he was he, I don't know if he was my second choice but I had him for this role and I dismissed him on the strength of that because it, there's something really likeable about Sam Rockwell I and with my, Joe Pesci there's something kind of likeable but scary yeah the blue touch paper is lit and let me yes. tell you yeah yeah you Short can be in fuse. that room yeah Short fuse. You, you don't want to be in that room when it goes off you yes. don't know when it's going to yeah, go off yeah. and it is going to go off yeah yeah you know but i think sam rockwell's got that look oh yeah no he's no, just, in, he, no but in his eyes i feel like if he, if if you wanted him to go off he can go off he can be a psycho but, but on that board he can play is he i think that's what i'm saying have you seen him do that like just do straight like evil well i found him pretty evil in the three bill worlds. No, but he's he's playing like the idiot cop. That that's yeah, but, the part. But how evil is the part of Harry? Really? No, he, this one I'm saying though. He's Marv because he's like Marv is likable. Like Marv seems like a yeah, nice. But I guy. don't see. I don't see Sam Rockwell. I think he, I think Marv's too soft for Sam Rockwell. I think yeah, maybe. I, I think Harry is too hard for Sam Rockwell, mm. and Marv. T- Sam Rockwell is right in the middle of them both. I think, and then, look, that's why I had to dismiss him. Okay. Hey, we're into it. We oh, found yeah, the one. Yeah. We it's found the vibe. Sam Rockwell is quite handsome as well. Joe Pesci is not handsome. Oh, no, I don't well, think he is. I thought we'd I don't think he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I find him, he he pulls me in, but not looks-wise. Okay, right, okay. Oh, I don't think we're anywhere near ready to vote here, but I think we're going to have to. Uh, so let's do it. Let's, uh, have you all written one down? Yeah. I am going to go with Reece Shearsmith. I've gone for John Leguizamo. I've gone for Shia LaBeouf. I've gone for Shia LaBeouf. Have I got it? You have. Yes! Merry Christmas. I think he's a great fit. He's it would be different. Morph. Harry? Where the hell did you take your shoes off? Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? We have our Harry, and now we're moving on to his partner, Marv. Marv is the taller, and some would say slower, half of the wet bandits. He's supposed to be the muscle of the operation, but he's actually a bit of a coward. Thanks, Betsy Pearl. Oh, she's been good on these boys. I think Santa's going to deliver, even though it's Covid Santa this year. I'm glad, because she's worked very hard. She's very good. She's not quite at the age where I have to start paying her to do this yet, but I bet it's coming. (laughs) Uh, So we're moving on to Marv. When I was writing the voiceovers for this, he said he was the muscle. He's not muscle. I mean, no. he's played by Daniel Stern, of course, who's brilliant. Um, I love him. I think he could probably still do it. But we're going to have our characters and we're starting with Laura. Well, I said earlier that I went with a double act. My double act, originally, my double act was going to be 
Ricky and Stephen Merchant. <laughs> yeah, we've and been you about that. you said it in the middle of the film the other day, and I was like, oh, shut up. So I have gone with Stephen Merchant. I kept him because I He's think good. he can yeah. totally a suggestion. Do it. I like it. Uh, I've gone for Taika Waititi. A great suggestion, Roger. Stephen Merchant. Only one thing can save this. (laughs) I've gone for Andy Samberg. Uh, All right. I need to see a picture. The Palm Springs film. Brooklyn Nine. Was he the lead in that? The main guy, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I know. Um, Very funny guy. So before we get to our winner there, then um, Leo, you said? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Reasons. Well, I was originally going to go with Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. So I said, yeah. uh, and I think this would have been a different... <laughs> oh, wow, there's been so many close calls. If we'd have done the double acts, as, yeah, we, as yeah. I suggested, yeah. and I think we might, if we do any more films that have got that sort of vibe to it, I think we need to consider it because this, if somebody had said Rishi Smith and... Um, yeah, but you wouldn't have put Joe Pesci and... Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern That's together. so true. yeah. No, you wouldn't, but... But they gel so well. Now, considering everything the pair of them have been in, Joe Pesci has had some really iconic roles. Probably more people know him from this. Yeah. Because it's a kid's film as well. Yeah. Grannies watch it, grannies aren't watching Goodfellas, (laughs) you know. So that is a kind of a double light, you know. Although they filmed it with another guy. They did. They they wanted Stern to do it, couldn't Couldn't afford it. Started with uh, the names completely yeah. escaped. Fact me. check. Fantasy reboot. Fact check. Actually, Daniel Stern was initially cast as Marv, but he refused to work for eight weeks and only be paid for six. He was temporarily replaced by Daniel Roebuck. End of fact check. The screen test didn't work with Joe Pesci. They wanted Joe Pesci so much that they um, offered a little bit more money and um, Daniel Stern took it. Oh, mm. right. So, yeah, Taika Waititi is fantastic in the fantastic Jojo Rabbit film mm. where he's playing <laughs> Hitler. What we do in The Shadows is very good as well. Yeah. This, this kind of role, I know, Laurie, you're not keen on the idiotic roles. Like I said, the Flight of the Concours lads would have been yeah. a good double like because they're good at playing stupid. Yeah, and I, I think he should keep his New Zealand accent. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> I love that you've gone for Reese Shearsmith, mega Brit- Northern British accent, you know, and <laughs> and then you've gone for Taika it's, Waititi. He gets proper, like, evil by the end of it, Jojo Rabbit, so... Plain Hitler gets evil by the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprising. I, I feel like, what, what did he I feel like off we, we've said Hitler thing too many times already. already. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I, I said Andy Samberg and... He annoys me because he plays the big oaf in a lot of things. He was the big oaf in Saturday Night Live, in Brooklyn 911. He's kind of got that character in that. In the Palm Springs film, it got a bit more depth to him. The role ends up having a bit more depth, but not a heck of a lot more. I can see him doing it, actually. He'd be slightly different because he's quite cool. He is. He's an idiot. He's a bit too cool. He's an idiot. Well... It's the Sam Rockwell yeah. issue, isn't it? But it's neither here nor there, guys. And this would have been one of my choices. So I don't give a hoot. Yeah. Gone for Stephen Merchant, uh, Rog. When he walks on screen, he's funny. So funny. Looks funny. Yeah. Weird looking face. Um, he does dishevelled quite well. He does when he's got a beard. Yeah, when he's when he's got a beard. He's recently he was in. Um, he showed a little vulnerability as Caliban in Logan. Logan. Yeah, he was so good. he shows that he can he can be more than just. Not that you need much depth with, with Marv, but he can be more than just a fall guy. But what I really like about him is, if you've ever watched Extras, 
he so good. Is he is doing the thing that Marv does, which is being tough when his mate needs him to be tough. He's putting his chest out, even though you can see the doubt in his eyes, and he's not tough. And he's getting it all wrong. And he's getting it all exactly. He's getting it all wrong. He's the sycophantic. He's got all of that just from his character in extras, but he's also hilarious. Just walking yeah. on screen, he's funny. And he's done America. He's done. He did that American. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Yeah. So he's, he's, so he's used to that. He's done. That. He's worked. He's a bit more manipulative in Hello, Ladies. He's still yeah. an idiot. But what I meant—he's playing clever. He's playing yeah. a smart guy. In but I mean, he's Ladies. he's been in an American oh. program, so he's and everybody knows him. So it, yeah. I don't think he'd yeah. be out of place that he's so British. You know, like yeah. I d- well, that's it, why I asked about Reece Shearsmith just to read the room. Yeah, no, uh, I, and said, would it be alright to play British? And I agree. And he's got them really googly eyes so you know when the, the I hope he doesn't need it because I really like him no I love yeah, him like, no yeah. I mean in a, in a positive way I mean he you know, says like, it himself I can see yeah. I can see when he's got the tarantula on his face you know that the his facial expressions and stuff I think he he's brilliant at that yeah have you have um, you ever actually seen Taika Waititi do anything I have seen clips of you watched Joseph the first Rabbit. series of what we do in the shadows didn't you but you <sighs> he's very good look You've got to watch Jojo you're, Rabbit. You're man. assuming here, without me even saying anything, that I don't like him. I haven't said at any point. You don't like New Zealanders. <gasps> That's not true. I've got a lot of friends from New Zealand. I've she got family like in New people. Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Let's not get into that because there's more no, arguing well, to be done no, here. No, no, let me just say, All right. I don't mind him and I like yours. So you've both misread me. I there. can't believe you like Andy Samberg. I do. I don't Andy Samberg is mind so on the bus of all the people you will not give time yes, a day to. But what he doesn't do is give off that he thinks he's as... He so does. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He I annoys don't... me more than anybody who we've had the annoying argument about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm i on the verge of saying I can't stand him and I love everybody. But I know he's a talent and I know he could play this guy. But, uh, but it's neither here nor there. We have Stephen Merchant as... Uh, our second baddie, Marv. So st- who was it then? Stephen Merchant and Cher LaBeouf. That Not would bad. be great. Not bad, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can see that. He must be <laughs> a metre taller than him. I can see Cher LaBeouf going off it at Stephen Merchant. Yeah, yeah. That would work really well. And you can well. see Merchant doing, all right, calm down, yeah, yeah, calm yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, totally, totally. St- Stephen Merchant doesn't look like he should be around kids. Oh. <laughs> 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 what I would love to see, when they do the zip line, yeah, Sheila Berth gets on it and he's dangling four foot off the ground and then Stephen Merchant climbs out a window and he's actually just... His feet are on the ground. He's walking into across. <laughs> that would be a great bit of business. <laughs> Fancy Reboot Podcast. You got the caps. He's not calling from a treehouse. Four characters in and we've got one left and he's small but got a lot to say. Kevin is Home Alone's leading man. Oh, boy. He loves margarita pizza and outsmarting baddies. He is one of the most iconic Christmas characters of all time. Agreed. Can I say Sheila Berth again? <laughs> he could play Kevin <laughs> still. Um, we almost didn't put this film in because we've... At the uh, earlier episodes of this podcast, we realised that we were going through kids at an alarming rate. Yeah, we've had a lot of requests for... Um, Goonies, and for that, the only reason it's not yeah. got in there is for that reason. I think be too hard. There's a lot of kids' films, kids' Christmas films that we can't do because it's just going. Yeah, we'd be just repeating names. I think yeah. so. We're on to Kevin remaking this film. As you said, Rog, it's it's almost one you don't want to touch. Yeah. It's sacred. 
Yeah. And I feel for whoever plays Kevin in any future versions of this film because they're going to have to have a thick skin. Yeah. Because Macaulay Culkin well, was amazing. They've done it. They've done they did Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and then there's three more Home Alones, mm. and they're all clangers. I've never seen and them. I've the only central, seen the first two. Yeah, ones. exactly. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself. Any of the other kids in the films. central character's just integral to it. Mm. You know, yeah. there's a petition on change.org, the title of which is, Christopher Columbus should remake Home Alone and cast a 38-year-old Macaulay Culkin as a nine-year-old. Yeah. yeah, He did a Super Bowl <laughs> commercial. Yeah. yeah, He did recently, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and... Macaulay Culkin replied to it. He replied to it and said, I have one problem with this. I'm 39. <laughs> Even he's up for it. I was going to say he's dined off it, but actually he's done some other, like, he's um, done some other stuff, my girl, he was yeah. brilliant he, in. He's, yeah, he's got a proper podcast on YouTube now. That's what that's what his career is right now. Mm. Yeah. And he had a few wilderness years where he looked like he was troubled. He had his band, didn't he, when he was he singing, about band, pizza. singing about pizza. He loves pizza. He does love pizza. But he's on, he's on the straight and narrow now, and yeah. I think that's good for us all. That's he, a good he, he looks Christmas healthy. message. Yeah, he does. Right, well, back to you, Leo. We're doing our suggestions for Kevin McAllister, originally played by the wonderful Macaulay Culkin, Leo. I've gone for Roman Griffith Davis from Jojo Rabbit. And as you said that, you know you're not getting one vote. <laughs> Right, get a picture of because Laura's going I know going who he is. I'm looking. I know. He's the main kid in, in Jojo Rabbit, the one with curly hair. Okay. There you go. I, I apologise. I've gone Roger. for also Jojo Rabbit, Archie Yates. Ooh. Now is he the kid with the glasses? Yes. Yeah. I had him. Oh. I was totally going to say him. And I thought I wouldn't get the vote because Laura's not seen Jojo Rabbit. And I thought it's going to be too hard to describe his character in that film. Yeah. So I just thought I got no chance. I've gone for Roman Griffin Davies. <laughs> I have gone for Archie Yates. And You could play Harry with that. Reaction. And let me tell you, the boy that has been cast for the new one is Archie. Well, that's cheating, but it, oh, no, 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 no! I already had him down. <laughs> I already had him down, and, and then I was researching him. Just, oh. I thought, are you what? sure this is not something you just read no, on Facebook? No, I wanted to defend myself because you think that I, no, I, I do research breathe. this. I do, but I, you guys, you sat Harry in the room. Do you know what Jojo Rabbit is? Well, look <laughs> at that! What a turn up for the books! You've literally never seen this. However, kid. you've never. How can you? No, because you need, when I do, you can't this, cast someone from a film you haven't seen. Hold on a minute. When I do my choices, you. You know how deep I research it, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah, had, if you research I, it heavily enough, you would have watched the film. I had, I had, <laughs> I had, I had Roman Griffiths Davis. Not staying in I this had, house. I, I tell you who who was my second choice was a, a lad called Ian Armitage, who is in Young Sheldon, which is the spin-off of um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he's nice. also the main kid in Big Little Lies. He's the and his face and his little character when I when I watched him on like um, the Tonight Show and things like that, he is a really cute Macaulay Culkin. He actually would fit that role. But then I watched bits of Jojo Rabbit and I watched the trailers, and then again I went and watched like live videos of them to see what they were actually like as kids. Yeah. And Archie is a little. Sh <laughs> no, yep. he's not. He's actually, there, there was a bit where it was him and Roman together. They were doing like this building block thing. 
and Roman was like Mr. Sensible and he kept sort of like like looking to see if they were going to get into trouble whereas Archie was that naughty little kid. He's a great character. That, but in real life he was a naughty little kid that he just kept like going nah, 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 like yeah. really stupid and I thought do you know what I can see him being a naughty little uh, Well they're both Nazis in the film. <laughs> For a Christmas podcast <laughs> That is getting a lot of play in it. And then, oh, so but then, I want to then, make sure that people know that if you've not seen Jojo Rabbit, that's why we're talking about it so yeah. much. Yeah. But yeah, so then from that, when I was researching, it came. That's the only reason I know there's a new Home Alone film because I was seeing if he'd been in anything else because I didn't. Right. And I do want to say because I'm, I wasn't saying it to wind you up. <sighs> when Leo said Roman Griffin Davis, I said you're going to have to get a picture up and you're not going to get a vote because I already knew, obviously, that I was yeah. going to say him. So I wasn't saying it. You know, I know it's a running joke that you've not seen that and you will be seeing that film before the next podcast, I've decided. I mean, the trailer looked quite good. <laughs> it's, it's actually, I, I don't really... I think the film was a lot more celebrated than it was worth, to be honest. I think I'm it not needs a, big a fan second watch. Okay, okay. I've, I've only a, watched it the once. Yeah. I had a similar opinion. Right. I think it's... Not as much fun as I was expecting it to be. It is fun. Yeah. But it's a lot darker than I expected it to yeah, be. Yeah, right. You know. I just found it, yeah, I don't know, I just... It I was think a bit it needs... Clangor. I thought, anyway. Yeah, I but, thought it was going to be what we do in the shadows, but Nazis, but it... it uh, yeah. It's a different... It's entirely yeah. different. I went into it expecting too much, I think. Yeah. But Archie Yates yeah, is standout for me. Just the... It's the cheeky element. If you watch um, Macaulay Culkin... The behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. He's got his own little video camera and he's interviewing everybody and However, that's what Archie's like. Yeah. Roman looks exactly like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. But 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 No he does, he's a small with blonde hair, Laura. The other guy, Archie no, no, is no, a big no. fat kid no, with glasses. You know I think no no, because I think um uh Roman looks a little bit older and a bit of a he's not actually posh, but he's got that kind of little posh boy look, but he's not clean cut. Yeah. Right. He's got Kevin, blonde Kevin he's a little boy like with blonde hair. Class kid. Yeah, he lives in yeah, a house of 14 yeah. bedrooms. True, but I don't think Roman's got the cheekiness. Um, I agree with that. In the film, he does. That's why I picked Archie. Well, this is what I mean. You've got to watch the film. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> We've the got twist. A... What Jojo, a twist. The Jojo Rabbit twist. So oh. what do we do when there's a... Oh, is it double-double? This, this is a double-double. Oh, I thought we got it then, Rod. No, you've not got oh, it. Oh, no. yeah. oh, I celebrated too hard. And, and guess who's going to celebrate hard? You're going to lose this one on the strength of... Roman looked like Kevin McAllister. So we're going to make the call. Is that why you went for Roman? He's great in the film. He's funny ah. in the film. He, he he does funny really well. He stands up to an adult. He stands up to Hitler in the film, which is like... Yes, and he comes out with some very uncouth terminology in that film, yeah. which I'm not going to repeat on here, but it's so funny in the film, which should never be said. Yeah. Have you looked at him like... Since no, the film. because yeah, I, that's I the one he, film I've seen him in. No, but right? what I mean is, I think he's probably well. I saw that outside the age bracket. I right? saw it. He still looks like he's right. ten. He's thirteen. Oh, no, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't. Right, look, he's thirteen, and I think he could play a nine-year-old. Yeah, I, I think he's got. He's thirteen. Thirteen's a massive. Oh, hold difference. on, no, I've changed my mind. I'm going to take my vote back, and I'm going to have Stockard Channing. If we're talking about ages, you can't look play. At, yeah, look. He at, can play. Look in the picture. Look at the picture of. Hang on, you picked Lady Gaga, who's 35. She picked Lady Gaga. Yeah, no, you, I voted, you voted for it. Yeah, yeah, but that was fine. But I, I think four, 13 to nine is a lot. Is Annie? Is a no, Dorothy. It's like Dorothy. A she was 16 playing a nine-year-old. Yeah. That was in the black but and white era. <laughs> stole your excuses. No, no, no. I think it needs to be someone that's... I think we all agreed. Stop he's, 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 hold on a minute. And Dorothy was How was the other kid? 
11. And, and, and Macaulay Culkin And whoever's a more talented actor, Roman got nominated for awards and stuff. I'm not saying that one is a better actor than the other. What I'm saying is for the role of Kevin, which is, a, is, a, is it nine he's meant to be playing? Right. Yeah, he is nine. Yeah. Can we move all the breakables? Because someone in this room is going to get very angry in a second. There's no, have you noticed that nobody's making eye contact? We're just arguing with the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. There are only two I considered. You considered Archie Yates as yeah. well? Yeah, oh, same. Okay. Yeah. But, all right, that makes but, me feel better. No, no, no. But, but I think they both. But you could... didn't! Go for him! <laughs> it was a very short consideration because the other guy looks so much like. And I think. It's not on looks, though, is it? No, we always say that. We always say. We always say it. But it does look like Kevin McAllister. Yeah, live by the sword, you and die I'll by the sword. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be on looks in a second, <laughs> as we call. Roman seems more intelligent. But that's it, he's starting to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Kevin, he's... Kevin is a genius. But which one is going to start doing catapults out of Roman and Archie? It's going to be Archie. Mm. What are you talking about, catapults? Well, you're making little... Goofy booby traps. Yeah. Again, we could go round and round in circles here. We're going to make the call. Hello. Hello, the Oracle, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are talking about the part of Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Have you seen Home Alone, the Oracle? Yes, I have. Good. So we've got two actors. It's a double, double trouble today. So your first one is Roman Griffin Davis, and your second one is Archie Yates. So the Oracle... For the part of Kevin McAllister in Home Alone, who gets it? Archie Gates. Yes! We love you, the Oracle. Yes! Um, <laughs> there, goodbye, oh, Oracle. So, I'm keeping all of that nonsense. Oh, I want you to keep it teeing it up. I can't believe oh. Sorry to say, guys, but I know the Oracle's going to be. Yes. She's going to look a Google. kid from a film you've been dissing for like eight months. Not because of the kids. I think the kids are probably brilliant. There's one person in that film I don't particularly like, and I, for that reason, I've not wanted to watch it. However, I shall watch it. I think they could have both done it brilliantly. But Archie one, Yates... One more brilliantly than the other. Archie Yates gets the part of Kevin McAllister. Leo. I, th I think he's a much better actor, Roman. By far. Oh, look at your two body language. Look at you. Oh, I'm good. Sunk in your chair. I've got to I'm say... Always... When, when I, <laughs> That's nothing to do with this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When I watched them uh, off screen... I warmed much more to Roman. Yeah, but when you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff of, of Macaulay Culkin, you think, oh, well, I but working with him. Yeah. Joe Pesci says that, uh, that Macaulay Culkin was like an old man on set. He said he was like a way beyond his years. Right. Which you wouldn't expect. I think you'd expect him to be exactly 13 like... 13 compared to 9, you mean? Yeah, bang on 13. This yeah. is my highest score for about nine weeks. Yeah, Laura, you've got a double-double with Roger. Well done on tagging yourselves to the worst person on the podcast. <laughs> well, I have to say, Roger's come out with quite good options this week. It's like he's... Look at that cast. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? Well, it's a spread. I'll tell you what, no one's going home empty-hearted today. This is your worst week for a long time, Leo. You've <gasps> only got a one You said... Uh, well, let's run through. You said Marley as David Bradley from the Harry yeah, Potter films. Good call, and very yeah, good. Call. And then for the mum, Kate, we went with 
Jennifer Aniston, which was said by me and Laura. Then for Harry, uh, Shea LaBeouf, who I said. Uh, for Marv, Stephen Merchant, who was Roger and Laura. And for Kevin, Archie Yates, again, Roger and Laura. Stephen Merchant's in Jojo Rabbit as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I love today. Have I got any other business here? Oh, yes, we yeah. have, of course. Uh, first of all, I want to say what an absolutely brilliant podcast. What a great episode, Home Alone. I can't wait to hear your feedback on this. I'm sure you've got it. I'm sure you're screaming at several of the suggestions today. So please do send us your voicemails. Uh, you can get in touch with us via Twitter if you want to know how to send them. It's at Fantasy Reboot. You can email them direct, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. And a few people on Twitter who are strangers to us have done that. Mm. And it's been really nice to get the messages from them, you know. So uh, please do get in touch about this one uh, because next week is our final podcast before Christmas. We're putting it out on the 23rd of December, I think it is. And it's going to be the, not only the last one before Christmas, but it's, been, I think, going to be the last podcast of the first series. We've had a good run. Uh, so want to get some good calls on next week. And before we go, could Home Alone be a Muppets film? Now, you've got Archie Yates... Would he be the human character in this? Or because he's a child, would he not be? And would we have Shayla Burf and Stephen Merchant as the yeah, humans? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's how the Muppets would do it. Right? Yeah. You you couldn't have like a, a, a Muppet mum and a human son. It wouldn't make sense. I don't know if this is a Muppet I love that. That's the biggest worry. <laughs> Leo's got genetics on his mind. How would biology work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it could be a Muppets movie. I thought about it when we were watching it, and I'm not sure. The yeah, Muppets were yeah. always flying around, though. Like, Kermit the, would the, get fired at or something. <laughs> the the kitchen scene Gonzo. where all the family's in there, that when they get a bit crazy in the kitchen, I think that might work. Okay, so now we can say it. Animal, I think, would definitely have to be um, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then... Are we looking at Fozzie Bear for um, Marv is Marv? maybe Gonzo. Gonzo gets fired out of cannons quite a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's small as well, isn't he? Yeah. We watched Gonzo and Rizzo playing. Uh, they they almost like the narrators yeah. in uh, the Christmas Carol one. We, yeah, we watched yeah, it this yeah. week. Uh, but Animal's got the Joe Pesci about him, and he? he's a little angry man. Yeah. I think Beaker is quite Daniel Stern. He's got a Looks very like similar Daniel look. <laughs> Kermit is totally the dad. Yeah, just Statler for um, Old Man Marley. Old Man One Marley. of them. Well, actually, in Christmas Carol, they had two Jacob Marleys. He's called Jacob Marley. It's a nod to that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they had two Marleys, and it was Waldorf and Statler in so, Christmas Carol. So you could have two Old Man Marleys. Yeah. By the way, in Christmas Carol, Waldorf and Statler, when he did the flashback, the ghost of Christmas past, were young. Yeah, black oh, hair. that's good. I'm going to have to watch Crazy. that again. It's, it's such a good film. Years since I've watched that. Um, I think it would work. Who else have you got in there? You've got the mum and dad. You've got the wet bandits. There aren't that many other people, in it. Who would be the kid, then? Robin. Or would it be Kermit? Kermit's nephew, Robin. Yeah. Miss Piggy is definitely the mum. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, Uncle- and that, but biologically, that would make sense if Kermit yeah. was the dad. Oh, although I, d- I don't like how the, the the frog and the pig have like frog and pig children. It doesn't make sense. It's twenty twenty, mate. It's just going. <laughs> don't worry. Racist. <laughs> Frogist. Uh, yeah, they they should be frog pigs. <laughs> Frigs. Uh, like like in um, Shrek, there 
Is it Shrek? Yeah. They're, 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 they're half, half donkey, half dragon. dragon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I don't get why some of them are frogs and some of them are pigs. Yeah, I wouldn't get they've made down. the boy, They've made the boys frogs, haven't they? And yeah, yeah, you're right. They they shouldn't be frogs. <laughs> frogs with a big pig nose. Walter, are we having Walter? Well, he's a bit soft, isn't he, Walter? Softy Walter. I don't know. Maybe he's the older brother. I oh, know you said he's too soft. Gonzo, because uh, Gonzo's quite stupid in the um, yeah Muppets. Was he? Gonzo might be a good one. Yeah, but I like Leo's call for him for um, Marv. Oh, I think Beaker's better for Marv. Who's playing Buzz? Is it Sweetums? Sweetums seems to get a lot of roles Sweetums. when we cast him yeah. Muppets. Who's, who's the pizza delivery boy? <laughs> Beaker. Did you say Swedish be- chef? <laughs> um, yeah. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. Because it's got Muppet sensibilities already. Yeah. Um, I loved the Muppets as a kid. And then I've hated the Muppets for a long time, as you can see with Kermit and Miss Piggy. I hate Kermit and Miss Piggy. And our little girl, Betsy Pearl, actually, the voiceover girl, has started making me watch all the new Muppets films and we watched Christmas Carol again the other day. And I'm really starting to get back into them. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, and there was a great bit with uh, in the Christmas Carol with Beaker and Buns and Honeydew. Great to see them guys on there again. And Beaker does this great thing where he shrinks into himself. When he gets scared, he like his neck, his eyes, yeah, he goes down to just his yeah. neck. I think that'd really work. I think it could be one. You're saying no, Laura? Uh, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I feel like I think it already is a Muppet film. Yeah, so. it's kind of got that feel. Um, I think we're done. <laughs> Next week, we are doing genuinely my favourite film of all time. Not even your favourite Christmas film. No, it's my favourite oh, film of all time. Mate. And I'm terrified because I have argued. Not only in here for hours, but then in the house over the week for characters I don't give a toss about. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I think genuinely terrified. I think Roger had it for Top Gun. I had it yeah. for Four Weddings and a Funeral because mm-hmm. that's so, one of my favourite films of all time. A couple of days before Christmas and a couple of days before I traditionally watch this film and cry and fall in love with it all over again, I've got to sit and listen to you guys make suggestions. Yeah, and you will feel disappointed. Do you know what that. I might do next week? Because you guys work hard. Have a week off. I'll do a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> you need the points in here. Um, are we going to say what the film is or not? Hold it We up. never do. Nah. Okay. I think if you I'm can't work it out, you're idiots. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Love you lots. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. You have been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor and Leo Kirby. Editing and production by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor. And music by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at fantasyreboot. For all the latest news, information on where you can get involved and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and as your own. Have a great week. Watch some films and fantasize, but not too much. Sam Rockwell, I mean, uh, he's sexy. I, don't I think Sam no, Rockwell is sexy. He's, I think, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's not. He's not. Right, Laura, shag order on that four. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's number one. No, Shia Buff. Oh, you tramp. Shia Buff. Oh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Shia wow. looks dirty. He looks unwashed. I like. Don't say it, I Laura. Like dirty men. <laughs> <laughs> 
Reese with a. Uh, I can't look said at it again. Reese Smith will be last. I think <laughs> the old saying about if you can make them laugh, and Reese Smith is the funniest out of the four of them. I love him. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I'd I, he'd, I'd like to have him round for Christmas dinner. 